Okay, let's hop back on over here. We are streaming. Join Andrew Wall, Hector Garcia, and Michael Lee. One mission, one goal. Make accounting fun. Welcome to Friday Night Live with Accountants. Are you ready? Happy Friday, everybody. Um, it looks like I am flying solo at the moment. Uh, I think Laura has tentatively joined me. Um, I think uh, a couple people said they might be able to join us. Uh, Mike might be able to hop on uh, in a little while. I think he was just making the trek home. Um, he is actually down in Arizona right now, so he's in a different time zone tonight. Um, but uh, we're going to make the most of, of Friday Night Live um, riding solo. Um, I've got my drinks ready to go. Definitely uh, looking for some much-needed social interaction um this week i'm now i guess 13 days deep into social isolation um and getting a little stir crazy i don't know about the the rest of you um we we had uh we had some fun uh this evening um earlier today with some of my co-workers we did we did a live oh i got a little background noise let me kill that uh i think laura has what is going on here? Oh, <laughs> sorry. I'm I'm running uh, I'm running multiple lines here. I guess tonight. So you got a couple of you watching tonight. I'm hoping that you guys uh, might be able to. Laura has jump in and join us. Um, what is going on here? So oh. who's, who's watching with us tonight? <laughs> I'm I'm running uh, I'm running multiple lines here. I guess tonight. So you got a couple of you watching tonight. I'm hope. Yeah, I just can't figure out technology tonight. Hey, Andrew. Hey, is that Michael? Yeah, buddy. Yeah, you, you want to click on gallery view? It'll help you see everybody. Yeah, I've got you to the top right. Yeah, I'm. You're in gallery view. I'm. I'm there. I was just over in Facebook for a second. Oh, so it's uh, it's been a while, man. I haven't uh, I haven't had a chance to chat with you. Uh, I guess pretty much since you went down to um, um, down south. Uh, how's the weather down there? Much better than it was in Vermont, I'm sure. Yeah, it's uh, very nice and warm. Um, can you hear me okay, by the way? Yeah, yeah, sounds coming in great. Yeah, it's very nice and warm. Um, can't, not much to complain about. Um, we kid down to the end of February and planned to be here for four weeks only. Um, and then, you know, the special event hit. So um, we decided to stay and postpone our return to, to Vermont, our home. But we've got a lot of family i got a lot of family here so i'm here with my kids and my wife and we're staying in actually the house that i grew up in because <laughs> my mom still owns it um she doesn't live here but she uses it for sewing her sewing business and um sometimes rents it out uh to people to live in so uh we're living in the empty rooms uh, there it's the furnished rooms and uh <laughs> and the kids are doing we're doing our best to enjoy it and um yeah but everything yeah we're able to go out and walks and enjoy the evening and go see some immediate family that are all healthy, which is good. And we're not getting hit as hard as Vermont is, it seems like. So, What's uh, what's it like where you're at? Is it uh, rural? Is it uh, heavily populated? Uh, it's heavily populated, but it's not dense. So we're near Arizona State. 
Okay. Um, university where I went, um, I'm an alma mater. Um, we are, um, yeah, we're, we're in this, um, kind of the middle to Southern part of Tempe, Arizona, where it's more of a little, it's kind of a suburb, almost it feels suburban, but it's older, you know, homes built in the fifties. Um, yeah, so it's not too bad. I mean, it's not, it's not dense yeah. like New York city or Toronto where you are. Um, so yeah. Yeah, how are you doing? Uh, I'm I'm going a little stir crazy. Um, I've been, I guess, socially isolated, like I said, for about 13 days now. Um, so um, no, you're with your wife and kids, though, right? I'm with my wife and kids. Okay, so you're not, not by yourself. Okay, not not totally by myself. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> but as most husbands probably feel, they are by themselves. <laughs> and and it was funny. We were we were asking our staff today what what they how they feel about um, working from home and and. It, it was 50 50 split those with kids hated it those yeah. loved it um, <laughs> so and i think we all love our kids um but you know two weeks deep my kids have probably seen uh everything on netflix uh more than they should have right and now they're just coming to find daddy uh anytime they can and while you're working yeah while you're working and clearly the um Certainly, the because kids are technically, I guess, uh, in work or school from home now, or whatever you're homeschooling through the education provided by, um, you know, the, the school systems, and it's crap. Um, oh, yeah, there's yeah. not any anywhere near enough to keep them busy. Um, oh, yeah, and so even with us supplementing that, they still have plenty of free time. And, uh, you know, I, bad parents or not, we're putting them on Netflix and video games, um, <laughs> just run, running out of things to do with them. We've, we've already been through the whole baking. Uh, we've done the baking. We've done the crafts. Uh, you know, two weeks deep, we've done it all at this point. So just uh, trying to figure out <laughs> what the next thing is to keep our kids busy. That's, yeah, that's, that's great. Yeah, I think um, the reality is uh, majority of Americans and North Americans, Canadians, aren't prepared to homeschool and the to, to, to believe that they are is, is really unrealistic um, because there's already the anxiety, the emotions, right. Um, that people are having the uncertainty. So my opinion is, is you ba basically nationally in both countries, they should just say, okay, everyone's going to pass their grades, whatever grade you had, we'll just add, you know, a few more points to it, assuming you would have done better. And, you're at the next grade next year. And if you get, you know, parents, if you get some more learning in before the end of the school year, great. But honestly, you can't expect some parents to do that. There's low income parents that maybe don't have internet at home mm -hmm. or are on the, or on the front lines, working in grocery stores, working in hospitals, working in uh, fast food delivery, working in restaurant, you know, working in restaurants, Uber driving food, DoorDash, Uber Eats. for you to think, all of the populations working from home, it's not a reality. And it's, it's frankly not equitable in my, my opinion, because so many people are still working in those front lines. If you're working in an Amazon factory, a warehouse. Yeah. So, um, and if you are working yeah. from home, you, you don't have the time to sit down and go through the lessons. With right. The kids either, you right? still got your job. Right. <laughs> right. Exactly. So it's, yeah. it's certainly not that easy. Now we're, um, your kids, are they homeschooled? Were they homeschooled already? No, no, okay. no, no. They were public school. Um, and what were you we, doing for the four week? The, what was your plan for the four weeks while you guys were going to be? We home? were going to, we were going to light homeschool, try it out, but it was really just to enjoy time with my side of the family. Let me work from here, enjoy the sun. Mm -hmm. Um, 
gets out of some of the seasonal depression that Vermont sometimes causes being in the winter. Yeah. Um, but you know, we're, we're now here enjoying the sun kind of forcibly. So we go out walks at night in our neighborhood. Um, I ordered a, a fairly cheap basketball hoop for the, for the boys so that they could shoot hoops outside and prevent us from having to go to the public parks and right. social distancing, you know, as they call it, which is yeah. weird. So one of the things that I'm, 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 I'm thinking about is how, when we all come out of this, how this will affect uh, social interaction. Right. And so, you know, you and I, you know, you and I don't see each other in person much, but when I do see you, like, I want to give you a hug. I want to give you a handshake. I want to give you a high five. Like I hope people will be doing that. Yeah. And I hope people will still be doing that instead of seeing each other as, Oh, you could be a carrier. You could be somebody that gives me something. Um, and that is, you know, that, that, that is, is something that I wish won't happen. Um, Hector, you know, Hector's voice that can the same opinion is that Hector and the culture he comes back from, comes from is so, uh, touch oriented. Yeah. It's just like, you know, so physical and, uh, and I'm that way as well with people that I, that I, that I meet is I love giving hugs. I love, I, I think the, uh, there's a special specialness to interaction that maybe we might lose, but hopefully people will crave it more instead of, feel more, you know, more like introverts are isolated or scared. Yep. And we can combat that by just being courageous and saying, Hey, I want to embrace you. You know, I haven't seen you. I want to embrace you. So um, I think you're right. I think people are definitely going to miss it. Right. And, and so they're going to crave it. Number one. Um, and, and it might be that way until the vaccine is, is finally released. Yeah. Um, so maybe there's some distancing for a year or so, or whatever it's going to take for this vaccine to be, to be released but i think eventually things are going to come back to normal um but so so what have you you have you have been you were out earlier today um were you out at a co-working space or were uh yeah 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 i was um there's a co-working space down the street um they're still open um i'm like the only one there <laughs> so <laughs> me and the two so you're still socially isolated yeah working space. yeah me and the two regis uh, front office desk people I come in, they say, Hey, Michael, you know, I've, I've been working there for the past couple of weeks and uh, um, they've been very nice. And, you know, obviously following all the CDC standards, which has been great. Um, but uh, yeah, it, it's, it's been very interesting to have that reality here. And then back at home in Vermont where I own a co-working space, we actually shut it down and we, and we locked and the building we're in locked down It locked, got locked up. Right. So um, my assistant's work, basically working from home because uh, I can't really have her going out. So I have her going to the post office once a week to pick up mail uh, yep. for the business. And I have the post office holding mail. And so it's a very different reality right now in, in Vermont and in any state around New York and around in the Northeast compared to what's happening in Arizona, even though we're next to California, our governor has not called the, the stay at home shelter, you know, do not leave non-essential businesses can't operate. I mean, businesses are still operating. It's just a limited very limited. And then stores are just, you know, shel shelves are empty every single day. <laughs> so very interesting that what people are stocking up on. Yeah. Is it like that in Toronto where you are? Is it, it eerie it had, a little bit? It, it had been. Uh, so I actually went out to, uh, to Costco earlier today um, to do a run because it'd been about two weeks since we like we stocked up for two weeks. Now it's been two weeks. I, I need more food. Yeah. Um, and uh, so the funny thing is that the most important thing we needed dog food. 
Dog food, of course. <laughs> I, I didn't think about our, our poor little schnauzer. Um, and uh, and so she was literally on yeah. her last hit of dog food. I'm like, well, I guess uh, I guess I'm going back out. We we had enough food. I literally probably had months worth of food if we were That's willing to eat spaghetti every night for a month. Um, but uh, so I went out today, and um, so the the previous two weeks ago when I went out, uh, it was definitely like people, stuff was already off the shelves. No, no bread, no milk. It right. Was, it was insane. Um, so this week when I went, um, like Costco was limiting the number of people that could go in the store. So there's a big lineup outside the store, um, which created social distancing issues in and of itself. Right? <laughs> so I guess they're like, it's not in our store, so it's not our problem. Um, but uh, big lineups outside the store. Um, and then you get in the store and the store is relatively empty because they're trying to, to help uh, improve social distancing. But everything's stocked. No, no issues whatsoever. Um, yeah, yeah. Costco, we noticed that as well. My wife said, yeah. Plenty of toilet paper. Um, plenty. I think the one thing they didn't have was they didn't they didn't have any Lysol wipes. Yeah. Um, but they did have Armorall wipes. You can get. <laughs> it's funny to see what people are not buying, which is very interesting, right? Nope. Um, yeah, yeah. What are you not buying? Hmm. You're, you know, it's so. That's really, really funny. Um, you know, it's funny. Uh. Uh, in the U.S., I believe there was a federal list that was put out about what essential, what businesses are essential. They don't have to shut down. And uh, accountants were on that list. Yep. Yep. But state by state, they're not on the list. So um, the states, the accounting firms and CPA firms are um, sending letters into their governor um, asking to stay open so they can still do tax returns and audits. Yeah. And um and Which so you yes. don't need to you don't need to be open to do that anymore. No, you don't. You we've don't. been closed for two weeks and we've been running just fine. Right. Um, and we haven't had any kickback from our clients whatsoever. Um, yeah. We well, and everything's delayed too now. There's been extensions. Um, like they've delayed the payments to July, July anyway. So no one, no one should be scrambling unless you're going to get a big refund. That you want that you want that return filed, right? Exactly. And that's so. the one thing we have seen is people. Um, you know, the people who always left it to the last minute are still going to leave it to the last minute. So now stuff that we would normally be in and processing right now hasn't come in, which is going to make this tax season a lot less stressful for sure. Yeah. Um, and uh, it'll be interesting to see. Uh, thankfully, again, with our client base, they haven't been too badly uh, hampered yet. Um, but uh, we are hearing some some grumblings of um, major banks laying off so we heard, I heard today a rumor that uh, TD, which is one of the big banks here, has laid off 100% of their independent contractors. Whoa. Wow. Yeah. That's um, a big deal. That's, yeah. that's, that's a pretty big deal. It's, uh, to me, it's, it's rumor at this point, but I, I'm, from where I've heard it from, it's, I think, a pretty valid source. Yeah. And the problem is, again, like, you know, typical governments, uh, when when they first did, they, they delayed filing the personal taxes and they delayed when you had to... Uh, for corporate tax and stuff like that, but they forgot completely about GST, HST, which ah. is the first mess up. And then they've given us these wage subsidies to help with employees. But like, so now there's a potentially a 75% wage subsidy um, for employees, but nothing for independent consultants. Oh, wow. So of course all the, all the, all the uh, employers are going to lay off all the independent consultants first because there's no incentive. There's no incentive to keep them. Yeah. Yeah. So, so they haven't passed. They haven't passed anything that applies to that. Yeah. So in 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 the U.S., they they actually did some striking things where um, they passed two things that that impact independent contractors and sole proprietors, which was amazing. And so 
um, basically effectively, if, if, if you have to take care of a child now, or you've been impacted some way by COVID-19, you can take a, a family medical leave act, uh, which has never been open to independent contractors, but now you can take that for uh, 10 weeks. And, um, so that's been That's, that's crazy. It's like, and that starts this coming April 1st. And then, uh, and then these loans, this huge stimulus package that was signed also applies to uh, self-employed people. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's a pretty amazing, um, amazing what the government is doing. And, but I also think they, they see the, they see the long trajectory on the impact and the yeah. fact that we don't know, we don't know if, um, you know, if this is a seasonal thing yet. And so, you know, I, I think about, you know, I, I know that you said you didn't really want to talk about this stuff. So I, I kind of want to segue the topic for you, for your sake. But if, if, uh, if you were to think about the, the, have you had an extended period of time where you've had to work from home, Andrew, that I actually have never asked, like um, where you've had to work remotely for extended period, or have you, have you had a period of time where you've done accounting work for an extended period at home? I, I have never had to work from home for an extended period of time. I think the longest I've, I've done it is probably two weeks. Okay. And, and, and I was technically on vacation. <laughs> okay. Okay. So you still but, checked in cause you were, yeah, key, yeah. exactly. That's so funny. Um, so uh, yeah, it's, it's forcing some habits and, and to be honest, I don't know. I, I was sort of like, let's keep it light and let's not talk about this, but there's no way not to talk about this. Right? <laughs> the biggest, You're hilarious. Um, and I think that, you know, I, everyone's been, you know, I didn't think that it was necessary to go into the weeds of the technicality because I know the people who watch this show have read every freaking right. article on this. Right. Um, right. And every and, day I'm getting a notification and, 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 and an update, an updated article and the previous day's article is kind of like worthless, right? Because there's updates and changes and, yeah, well, exactly. Uh, yeah. I mean, we literally, so we, we actually put together a Facebook group just for our clients now. Oh, wow. That's great. Wow. Uh, just because the, the, the information is changing so rapidly and we're like, I don't want to send you an email every single day. Right? right. You will get annoyed by me. Right. We'll get annoyed by me. So those who are interested, come join our Facebook group. We're going to post in there regularly, pretty oh, much. Brilliant. A couple That's times great. A day. Um, and we're keeping the community, trying to keep the communication there and, and hoping to keep emails to once a week um, with just obviously the big updates and the big changes, um, and how that's affecting them. Um, yeah. What, what, so I'd love your thoughts on, you know, set aside all the kind of the, the, the things that have passed this week in Canada and the U S saying all that side, cause you've probably answered those questions a thousand times this week. <laughs> Feels why don't we, yeah. Why don't we think about like, so like two questions I have is what are you, what's something good this week that you can think back this past week or past two weeks and go, okay, I really appreciate that about what the po- kind of well, a positive thing that's come out of this for you. Um, and then second is, what do you foresee changing when we get back to normal, when, we get, when life gets back to normal? What do you see changing either in, in, in business practice or in personal social practice um, out of this? So yeah, why don't you have to answer the first one if you have any thoughts, yeah. something so, you appreciate for the past, past two weeks of, of isolation, <laughs> quote unquote, okay. isolation with, oh. with your family. Um, let's start with something funny that i mentioned earlier um so i mean just the lighter moments of people getting accustomed to zoom which we've all been on forever but <laughs> oh I, yeah i know you've seen that video of that woman now, is that a real one is that like how did it happen yeah like, i'm pretty sure okay, that's okay. real i mean just judging by the people's reaction on it oh it's so funny for those of you who haven't seen it there's this um group chat normal zoom with like 12 people on it or whatever it is 
and um, this one woman's talking away, talking away, and this other person, you just see her walking down the hall with her laptop, walks into the bathroom, sets the laptop down, sits down in the bathroom with the laptop facing exactly. Towards in the toilet where she's <laughs> yeah, sitting. Where you get the toilet. And, and every you, everyone's like, what the hell? <laughs> <laughs> It's really funny. And it takes a little bit, you're like, what's going to happen in this video? What's going to happen? And you're kind of watching, oh. <laughs> yeah, well, and, and that's exactly it too. It's like a normal Zoom because there's like eight panels. So you don't know which panel to be looking at. Right. And like I had to like stop and rewind. I'm like, what are those? Oh. <laughs> And I'm wondering, I was wondering if that video happened in the past like three weeks or if that was an older video about Zoom. Um, and and did the person who uploaded it, like who was it? Did they get fired? Like what, you know, like did they get in trouble? I just think about that, but it, it was really, really funny. I mean, and some, one of my employees posted that in our Slack channel and um, it was really, really hilarious. No, yeah, you're right. Like the amount of people that have not used video conferencing is astounding. Um, other than like maybe Skype with a family member, right? Every once in a while. And that uh, will be, that will no longer be an issue. Yeah. You ever have a problem with a client logging into a Zoom meeting after this, right? At least yeah. You, there's some basic expectations now that everyone knows Zoom. Right. And then and, um, there's this funny meme somebody posted where it's like, let's see who's behind the coronavirus. And they take this kind of the ghost hat out, mask off of this guy's head and it's Zoom. It zooms on the head. So it's like, <laughs> Who's yeah. behind the coronavirus Zoom? Yeah, and, uh, look at their but, stock prices. It makes sense. Yeah, but I love the fact that they came. You know, a bunch of companies came out. A remote work company, remote software came out, and yep. you know, basically offered free trials, free period for educators, and um, you know, and the amount of people that have had to learn. Like, we are going to be a remote work ready society, and and you know, plus or minus, we're going to have a pretty big shift to a demand for remote work. I think. Um, and maybe a desire for it. And then also, I think we're going to have a shift to companies going, wait, can I just go ahead and not go back to that co commercial office or get a much smaller one or get a, get a hot desk one or go, go rent space from WeWork or Regis now? In the long term, there's some pretty long-term ramifications that we still, I think, don't realize in regards to the way it works and you know, business decisions are going to be made. Yeah, and that's exactly what my other positive was going to be is that just the, the fact that, business has continued as usual because uh, we always had that fear like we were we, we had all the technology in place to be 100 percent virtual um but we still had some trust issues i guess is maybe yeah. the best way to put it um and this is forcing us down that path whether we want to be um and seeing things like i said like uh earlier today we had a friday afternoon um and it wasn't my idea it was one of my colleagues that is great yeah, friday 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 afternoon, which was at 4.30, we all got on and had a drink. And it was supposed to be a half an hour Zoom call where we just, you know, just decompressed and had fun and had a drink. That is great. Um, and, and my coworker's like, yeah, so everyone has to shower, get changed, put on some makeup, and <laughs> then you're going out. Um, and and we ended up being on for like an hour and a half. So like triple the amount of time we were scheduled. Wow. Before. Just laughing and joking and, you know, and talking he yeah, and, and it's like, you know, what's what um, just distance makes the heart grow fonder. So, like, the fact that you now realized all that social interaction you had at the office is gone. Yeah. And how people are craving it now when it's not there anymore. Right. Absolutely. Yeah, that's that's really great. What what um what are some other thoughts around um, commercial interaction, like business practice that you think are going to change uh, maybe for yourself or your clients? 
Um, I mean, would you say that maybe there's some assumptions you had about employees and team members about remote work that have changed now because you've had to do it for a few weeks and, um, still a bit early. Uh, so I'm, I'm reserving yeah. the judgment to see some numbers. The hard part is, um, because, you know, um, I think we certainly have some, um, we're being a little bit more flexible. We're not as focus so much on bottom line right now because we know like look the work's not coming in it's a tough time for everyone you've got your kids there you know while you're doing it so we're, we're a little bit more lenient than we probably normally would and it's it's hard to say for sure because the numbers the numbers aren't great i mean we were a heck of a lot more productive when we were in the office but is that because um the work isn't coming in to be more productive is it that people are distracted because their kids are at home um you know it's 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 definitely less productive um and i can say that even from from my own perspective um i'm i'm struggling to be as effective um what i do do realize though is um how important it is when you are going to be home and you're here with the kids um to have that flexible time like the, the work day is not nine to five when you work from home the workday is from yeah, totally when you get agree. up in the morning to when you go to bed, whenever you can find a moment, because you also want to have those moments. Right? Like the other day I was, I, I went to have lunch with, with, with the kids. And then I came back to work at like three o'clock. Right. So it was like a three hour lunch break. Right. 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 Um, but you know, I also wanted to take that time and enjoy it with, with my son and, you know, which have, is great. Exactly. And then I just stayed on and I worked later that night. Right. So that flexibility I think is really important in the work from home is it's not nine to five, right? Yeah. It, it, you got to have that flexibility. Um, I think one thing that's really, really exciting for us up here in Canada is this has forced the government to accept digital electronic signatures. Um, so <laughs> Interesting. And I hope they don't like fall backwards on this afterwards um, because it was a big pain point, right? Like the, like we, the, our government did not accept an electronic signature as a valid signature on wow for filing purposes um they have now accepted that we've already had right signature and we've been using that for years so now to like have the okay that we can officially use <laughs> across, across the board is is right a big, a big win for us so that's sort of like the silver lining here that's great that's great yeah we we are doing the census the u.s census digitally which is crazy also because it used to be they hired a bunch of workers went door to door literally knocked from physical doors Right. Um, and, and did census. Well, they can't do that now because of the virus. So they're tra still trying to do the census and there's little ads everywhere online, you know, make sure you're, you're counted in the census and you can click on it. So that's really interesting. Um, I wonder if it's going to affect voting. I don't know how that's going to affect voting, but yeah. if, if, you know, we don't kick this thing by then the voting will have to change. And can you imagine we have a presidential election going on during this period which is wow. nuts to think about because no one like for the before this the the past basically year trump and the presidential election the democratic primary have just sucked up the airwaves right now you can barely find news on the presidential election you can barely find any news all you find news about is um the pandemic and trump and how trump is leading and handling it that's all you find news on right now and isn't it so interesting to watch news where people are filming it from their home? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, am I watching YouTube or am I watching the news? Yeah. Yeah. Like it's a journalist doing a news uh, update. Yeah. It's in their living really room. in their living room, which is really, really interesting. And 
um, there was a funny thing, the, you know, a great example of the government just trying to figure things out. So the Vermont had to, you know, the Vermont tried to pass a bill, but the bill was to approve um, the house being the house in Vermont being able to meet and vote remotely. So they had to call everybody into the house floor to do so to vote <laughs> to vote on it to amend a bill to make a bill to allow remote voting. It was just like this is just crazy. And then you know, and then the the federal bill, the house bill that passed today, um, uh, there's a rule that if you know if one of the house members says we need a uh, in, we need a quorum, which requires people to be in person according to our you know according to our laws then everyone had to fly in so they found that out yesterday so everyone is scrambling to get on red-eye flights and or drive into dc from across the country in order to do one voice vote and to have a quorum because one house person said we need to do it um otherwise it would have the assumption would have been there's a quorum which nobody was there in person and then everyone could do a voice vote um so they did that they passed it but um just for that one vote you know everyone had to be in person so it's just real interesting the um you know how we have not accommodated to digital digital um you know everything voting you know conversations meetings and now we forced to and everyone's learning how to innovate um and i'm always thinking about you know i guess you know segue into business practice what's the next innovation right so i think i heard you know there were a number of innovations that came out during the great recession uh 12 years ago there were a number of companies that actually started during that time. Right. And, um, and now they're a part of our lives and we just don't think about it, but they started when at the time you'd be, it was crazy to start a business. It was crazy to try to raise money. It was crazy yeah. to try to go get a, a, a loan. It was crazy cool. to, to, to talk about innovation when people were out of jobs and their homes were upside down. And, you know, so what is that new innovation that's going to be next, you know? And I think, I think there's going to be a big resurgence on local supply chains. I think that every state, every country, every region is going to, is going to want to have a backup supply of their own yep. of, of okay. many things. You know, um, I think, you know, there's going to be a pandemic in a box kit <laughs> where are you ready? Or do you have this kit? Does it has everything you need? It has a respirator, has a ventilator, it's got a, a test, or any, you know, a thousand different viruses, a home kit, it's got um, wipes, it's got Purell, it's got alcohol to drink. I mean, it's got everything like you need. Dream. Yeah, yeah, uh, you know, a, a prepper's dream, like it has maybe a month worth of things in it. And I think there's going to be a, uh, uh, a, so the innovation or a rise on people building you know, or creating um, second choice <laughs> yeah their own toilet paper home yeah the whole thing about toilet paper at home or what can what else can be used for toilet paper you know and uh, obviously leaves and things outside can be used for toilet paper i, th- I heard that corn corn cobs were used for toilet paper or to- uh, for wiping once I, I don't know if that's true i just heard i heard corn cobs were i ain't gonna try that anytime soon uh, but <laughs> <laughs> i think if it comes to, to it uh the towels are getting used for something they shouldn't that's so yeah that's really 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 funny yeah and and um are you andrew getting opportunities you know you said you talk about teaching people zoom are you getting opportunities to be like obviously you run a you run a fairly large practice at least medium size if not large um what kind of leadership are people expecting or hoping from you as a firm and as a you know and while 
knowing that you're also having the same challenges of working from home, kids at home, what are people hoping from you or looking to you for that um, you maybe, maybe you were surprised by it. Put, set aside the accounting leadership, you know, all stuff. What are some things that you were surprised by that people are like, oh, they're, they're asking these questions. I didn't expect them to. I don't think I've really been surprised by anything yet. Um, okay. It's all been sort of status quo. Um, to be honest, I, I'm surprised at how little we're being asked huh. uh, uh, for us. I, I mean, we're getting the standard questions. How do I apply for this? How do I, you know, am I eligible? What's, you know, what's out there? Hence the the Facebook group, right? And, um, and I think that one of the things that we sort of figured out is that uh, whether we're asked for it or not, <laughs> there is a opportunity to be um, a central source of trusted information right because the the problem in this day and age is there's so much information out there what's good what's garbage what's valid what's not um so you know instead of having to have our clients go through you know all these phone calls and figure out what they need to do it's our job to do that um and then provide the feedback on what the process is what it looks like how long it's going to take um as much as we can right because so much of it is is so is in flux like literally things are changing on a daily basis, even like from the government programs, like wage subsidies went from overnight, went from a 10% wage subsidy to a 75% wage subsidy. Um, and of course the problem is that people are asking us for information that isn't even legislation yet. Like we're like, we're trying to give them as much information as we can, but the information isn't even out there to get. So it's so much as it's, it's conjecture and trying to help people understand um, where it's going to be. Um, so I guess maybe that's the one thing is, we're, we're having to predict what's what's going to happen rather than what is actually happening based on the, the current news. Um, so that's the hard part. And I think the, the other thing that we're, we're doing and um, uh, we're planning is, is to just take some of the things that we've been able to learn by being cloud accountants and being connected with people like you and Hector and, and all these amazing people in our community who've already taught us so much about how to be virtual um, to share those lessons with our community um, because we just assume, um, well, we, we think everyone knows this stuff and they don't, right? Mm -hmm. Like, I mean, like we're seeing examples of people having to pick up Zoom for the very first time and struggling with it. Um, so we just shared a video the other day, um, which was just, you know, some Zoom tips, you know, um, and, and little things that uh, are probably basic to you and I. Mm -hmm. uh, but if you haven't, if you haven't picked it up before, um, I think they're, they're really essential. Um, I think one of the things that, that we haven't done yet, and, and actually I'd love to chew your brain on this is I think there's an, a need to talk about the downtime, right? Yeah. Like how are deep, cause you know, um, mental health is a real issue right now. Oh yeah, it is. Um, so how are you decompressing? Like, what are you watching on Netflix? What are you reading? You know? <laughs> um, so I'd love to hear what, what yeah. are your, what's your top Netflix show right now, Mike? Yeah. Yeah. So those are great questions. You know, admittedly the past two weeks I've been consumed. Um, that's probably the word to talk about on every update, everything, all the changing things. I think I'm going to feel a little more at peace now that the stimulus bill has passed the, the, the market's going back up in normalcy. And, yep. but I still think about New York city. I think about Vermont. I think about my home, I think about my friends. I have some friends on the front line taking care of sick people. Um, yeah. And I have friends that, that who are the front line that are that have the coronavirus and they're recovering. So um, I think about my employees, thinking about my customers. 
I think about my church and the people in my church who are not able to go to a church service and be a normal congregation, but we're doing, trying to do virtual services. I think about, um, you know, my, the fellow leaders and pastors that I serve with doing that. And so you're in, are you, you taking you know, any guys. time to not think about this? And so it's hard. You know, I think that um, my wife has been reminding me, you know, in the past few days, I would say the first week and a half, you know, when this got real serious, like two weekends ago, when like it, things flipped over a weekend, right? Um, I've spent the past week and a, ha- a half kind of trying to be this leader, being courageous, being a model. And I, I, would, I would admit the past few, few days have been a little more discouraging for me. And, and probably because I've allowed myself to probably feel what everyone else has felt yep. <laughs> and, and, and allowed and gave myself the permission to say, okay, Michael, it's okay to be a little sad right now. It's okay yep. to feel, um, feel that way. And, um, now, uh, there, there was a, f- there was a funeral. There was a memorial service I was supposed to go to in San Diego that was supposed to happen during this time when I, when I was, while I was, I was out here, um, it was supposed to happen, um, you know, uh, uh, last weekend and, uh, this past weekend and that had to get canceled obviously. And that was a person that w- I would consider him a, a mentor, a spiritual mentor, um, somebody larger, larger than life to me that passed away earlier this year. Um, and I never really got to put closure to that through a funeral memorial service. So I was looking forward to that, to be with friends and people that knew him. And so I had to deal with that. You know, I really had to deal with that. I think I've had to deal with that reality, but also just allowing myself to, to accept, okay, we're, we're in this for a while and that it's okay to even, even as a leader, even as somebody with a lot of responsibility in my life, it's okay to have some time to say, you know what, I can be down a little bit. I can be discouraged. I can accept the reality that New York, that there are states and cities in this country that are having a really hard time yep. and that I can have them in my, my thoughts. And it's okay to feel like, I think a lot of people in the West and Americans, especially, but maybe, maybe Canadians too, we don't have a worldview where suffering and pain is allowed into it, you know, where, and so that's when, when suffering pains happens, that's why it's so hard to deal with. But for the rest of the world, for a lot of parts of the world, suffering, pain is a part of their normal daily life. And so they have a worldview where it can exist and there's meaning to it. Um, and so for, for me, I think I've, had, I've been challenged to go, what is the meaning of having to deal with catastrophe or disaster or pain or suffering in my life as somebody who lives in the rich, wealthy West, um, who doesn't have to deal with it daily, who lives in peace most of the time, right? What... Um, so, so how do I put that in my life? And so I think this weekend is going to be a little, a little more healing, a little more disconnection um, for me. So, hey, Bob, yeah. I love hey. seeing you. What's going on, Bob? Yeah, hey, yeah. Screaming in, in the middle of your, you're telling this horrible story. I'm like, hey! <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, I know. Andrew. Yeah. I, thanks, uh, Bob, for joining. No, thanks for, thanks for the invite and, and glad to be here. Um, I, I totally feel, um, you know, I can totally extend kind of that that sadness. Uh, you know, there's people losing jobs. And the other day, one of my friends called me asking for a job. Yeah. Um, and I feel for you, man. Like we have a hiring hiring freeze on, but like it, it, things are not okay. Right. Um, as much as we want it to be, so it's a new reality that we are living in. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, how are how are things in uh, your part of the country of Canada, Bob? And how are you and your family doing? 
Yeah, on the West Coast. Um, yeah, I think, I mean, as bad as, as it can get, we've had, I think, under a thousand cases in BC, in British Columbia, and apparently the infection rate has slowed. So there's some positive okay. signs. People are actually taking quarantine somewhat seriously, and that's been positive. So got to keep that going. That's, that's How long have you been uh, isolating for, Bob? Uh, for about a week, a week or week and a bit, and it's yeah, around two weeks. I think the the first week has been super tough because I'm I'm actually usually I adapt pretty well, but man, the first week was was just was tough. Not being able to see see coworkers, finding new ways to communicate. Having uh, family members interrupting you all the time. <laughs> and I, now I'm kind of used to it. And you know, I read a really inter- interesting article. Like this is the new norm now, and we should not apologize for having friends and family, no. or mainly just family. Like bump, you know, barge into Zoom calls. Like before, I, I'd be like, oh, sorry, you know, like kids are here. Or, oh, sorry, you know, wife barged in. But it's like, you, eh, you it is what that? it is. You know, like this is yeah. now we can finally see what our true lives. Right actually yeah. look like and not pretend to be this perfect like quiet little room that we have in our house <laughs> you guys ever remember seeing that video of the guy who was being interviewed yeah. on tv yeah that's he came in and the, and the nanny comes in and, like, tackles like the yeah, yeah 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 <laughs> that's every one of us well, every one of us this you know this this month yeah yeah that's funny well bob what what you know i'd love to hear your thoughts what are some things you've appreciated the past couple weeks um, that maybe you didn't appreciate before and then what are your thoughts about how either commercial or social practice will change after this for the long term um, what do you think the implications are for the long term um, after this yeah. you know what I'm <laughs> I Anne is I'm looking at Anne and and she's pointing to herself that's definitely something that I've learned to appreciate is that you know full-time <laughs> parents are definitely yeah. underappreciated but like yeah. it, it would be so much harder if if one parent didn't focus on the family right while the other worked the other one i i really started to appreciate is the is the strength of human spirit when you are going through something difficult together yeah there uh, are a company of 120 some people all went online like on a day's notice <laughs> and people find it really, really hard. Wow. Uh, so we just try to find like ways to connect. Um, so we would have Zoom rooms where, you know, one person would just host a Zoom room for like the whole day. And when people kind just like pop in and out uh, as they have meetings. So it's kind of like a virtual office, so to speak. Yeah. It was a really cool idea. The other one is uh, I started a, like a push-up challenge. You know, I did video of myself doing 10 push-ups and like tagging <laughs> people. So people are sharing videos like you know that's cool um one one amazing person um she like she teaches classes uh like fitness classes every every week and she hosted like a 30 minute uh workout session for for people and like i can't stand up properly because my legs are so sore (laughs) but you know that that that's cool like people are um coming together uh the sales team is coming together they're seeing past the sales issues and seeing all the opportunities that um just like looking at it from, from a different perspective right and 
and people sharing stories, sharing approaches. And it's really cool to see that amidst this difficult time, everybody's actually working harder mm. and, um, and supporting one another. Yeah, it's, it's just so awesome. Um, the other part, the long-term view, you know, one of the things that that's surprising me, surprising to me is that there's so many businesses out there that say, oh, we can never go online. You know, we're all about the human connection. I'm, sh- I'm not sure if you guys already discussed that, but then yeah. now it's like, you have to, like, yeah. you make it work. And there's that, that physical piece, although it's, it's, it, it's became a necessity, it turned a necessity into a nice to have now, right? And so we're like, we're thinking about, you know, office space and office size, uh, office leases, like, do we need space for a hundred and, you know, 200 people? Can we just live with a hundred and people are just going to rotate in and out? Like, yeah, it's, it's, it, I think um, the landlords are going to go out of it, out of business. Uh, yeah. The implication for commercial real estate is pretty, pretty big right now. Like I, I, I can't even imagine what the impact is going to be on the commercial real estate. The other one that um i talked to one of my friends tonight about is um i think you i think you might you might see although you know obviously humans are not some humans are not the smartest people or whatever we behave in we behave in weird ways but you might see a migration of people out of dense areas Mm, that's a great point like right. why yeah why live in super expensive cities when yep. you've proven you can work properly right you can work properly and secondly great. you've proven that you have a greater chance in a pandemic to get it right you've proven <laughs> that being in a big city you're probably going to get the pan you're probably going with public transport and all that stuff those are supposed to be pluses public transport subways you know accessibility the downside is uh, you've you've just touched the virus when a pandemic hits, right? In a, in a, no one wants to be moving to New York right now. Yeah, no one wants to go. In. So how does it affect migration or movement patterns? So that'd be interesting. But also, it speaks to me that you know the the, the difficulty tr- to transition, and and I think all of this speaks to a need to connect on a human level, even yes. if it's digital. You know, I've heard stories of like neighbors just sitting on porches and like chatting yeah but like you know make sure we're six or 12 feet apart right <laughs> like yeah. um and and neighborhoods coming together creating games for kids that they can kind of do individually um there is a such a strong need for humans to connect that was that's pretty cool yeah. to see yeah no that's really that's really really that's really really great um yeah, 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 I've seen I've seen the videos, probably all seen the videos of people doing free entertainment, you know, in Italy on the side of their apartment and or a workout jumping jacks, you know, where people are just doing jumping jacks and workouts on the side. So that's that's been that's been really, 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 really cool to see. Um, yeah. How's your team taking it, Michael? Team's taking it in strides. I mean, we're 100 yeah. percent remote team. So yeah. um, the only thing that's changed primarily is kids are home. Right. So that yeah. affects about right. half, a little more than half the team. Um, so we're trying to figure that piece out. And then, you know, uh, I think sales, we're trying to take a different approach with sales because you have to, reality is like, nobody's thinking about buying anything new at all. Right. I mean, very few at least. Um, and so signing up for new, new services or new products is, is, is hard. So just thinking through sales creatively, um, but also just uncertainty, right. Cause they're seeing some clients. Uh, I think we had about five to 10% of our clients just fairly directly impacted either with immediate shutdowns of their business or layoffs, furloughs of their business. 
I'm just having to navigate that. And so um, I think that became very real for the bookkeepers and that slowly trickled in as, as each week has gone by and people are trying to respond to, can I get access to capital, things like that. Um, yeah. So we'll, you know, I think we'll see, it's definitely um, made me uh, communicate more. And, and even though I try my best to communicate as much as I can, made me go, okay, I need to communicate more. And that over-communication right now, even for a team that's 100% remote already, um, that there's no such thing as over-communication right now. So it, it really does take intentionality. And um, I've had the, the, obviously the fortune of leading a remote company since the beginning. So um, I've been doing, you know, webinars like two, three times a week for different organizations. I'm doing one for some kind of puppet association of America or something like that, where it's all these performing arts people in that do puppeting and stuff like that. And so I'll be doing that one in a few weeks. Um, so different organizations and um, that are not traditionally in the remote work environment, having to figure out how do they still survive and thrive as an industry in this new, new normal. Um, and I was telling Andrew, like, people are going to have to have plans now, business continuity plans around this um, to be able to, on the dime, you know, go back to this position of isolation. Yeah. So hopefully you that's many times. Good but point. One other thing that really surprised me around this time is people's generosity of, you know, those yeah. that can give, give off their time, their knowledge, their resources. Um, and that's, that's been really cool to see. So you're definitely, you're a part of that, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, and, I know, you know, especially in our profession, the accounts, like, man, I know people at like Gusto, JustWorks, like think of all the payroll vendors, software vendors, they are working 80, hundred hours. They are working a lot right now because they are, they are the ones that people are trusting to get the right information and to reconfigure their software so that we can take advantage of subsidies. We can do the, you know, payroll tax deferments or, or apply for loans, like, they're having to, or, or not to mention yeah. the ones that need to get the, the ones that need to actually do the layoffs. Like you gotta yeah. process yes. those too, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. So they just getting bombarded and they're working their tails off. And so I'm I really guess. thankful for, for those trusted partners that, you know, they're showing their true colors in yeah. the way they're interacting with the, with the accounting um, industry. Um, and then there's accounting firms that are showing their true colors as well mm-hmm. with how fast are they, how quick have they been to move to remote work? Which one of the ones are defying that and still requiring employees to come in, even when there's a state order? Oh, uh, is that right? Oh wow. yeah, oh yeah. That's 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 crazy. That's insane. Yeah, it's insane wow. that they're there. There's definitely firms that you know consider themselves essential services when they've not been deemed that by their state or you know. Uh, and so it's showing true colors of companies. It's showing true colors of of CEOs of different companies that I know that you know what they're they're they. They don't want to um, make everything possible to, for their employees to be safe. And, mm. um, and so it's really interesting, uh, like, the way that people respond uh, to this. And, I, yeah. And to that, the, there's kind of this the balance, no, not, not balancing, but just seeing people's value over well, what they actually value, right? Like yes. money, people, and health, and, yeah. So, yeah. Andrew, did the... Canada has their own uh, stock market, and so did the public markets kind of follow the similar vein that the American market has done in the Dow and stuff? Pretty much what happens in the U.S. is going to, yeah. generally speaking, happen in, in Canada. Um, in, and we've sort of seen this as a tremendous opportunity um, from our perspective. Uh, we 
knew a correction was long overdue. Mm. Um, and so I think generally speaking, um, I've been, you know, holding cash positions and been recommending to our clients and for the last little while, you know, to hold on buying anything and prepare their cash position. Cause you know, we had a 12 year run, right? <laughs> like it was, um, and, and now is an opportunity to, to buy in and, and, you know, I know these are unprecedented, us unprecedented times but it's inevitable that the market will return and mm -hmm. there has never been a market correction ever in the future of stocks that has not returned to a higher um value than it's than it's than its state before its drop um so i don't think this time is different um and that's the you know this time is different is, is one of uh, the favorite favorite books of of my financial advisor um, it basically says like all, everything is happened before, mm. uh, you know, and this time is not different. Um, and so if we look back to history, then we can look back, we can look forward by looking backwards. Um, and so this is, I, I think, a tremendous opportunity um, for those that have the ability, um, you know, unfortunately, when there's blood in the streets, that's the time to buy, right, as the, the saying goes. Mm. Um, not everybody has the opportunity. I think that unfortunately, um, as much uh, as the government is putting programs into place um, to try and help uh, people, I think there's going to be a lot of people that are completely 100% financially devastated. People are going to lose homes over this. It's going to happen, um, unfortunately. Um, and I think that, that, that what's going to happen because we're pushing, we're pushing the we're just pushing it down. We're pushing, kicking the can down the street by allowing people to defer and defer and give them loans. That doesn't solve the problem. Mm -hmm. And when we look at the amount of subsidies that actually exist, mm -hmm. you know, we, we've got clients who are making 150, 200 grand a year. And you're talking about giving them a subsidy of $2,000 a month. Like that, you know, living in, in Toronto, that, that, that doesn't even cover rent. Okay. That, <laughs> You know, like, so I, I don't know um, what we're thinking. Like, that is not, you know, you talk about basic income. Uh, that's not basic income in the city of Toronto. It's mm. just not. Um, and, and as much as the government is trying to do everything they can to do to help, it's not going to be enough, unfortunately. Um, yeah. And I hate to be the, the pessimist for, for that. If you weren't prepared and you aren't sitting in a cash position and you aren't over leveraged, you might be in a, in a heap of trouble. Um, right. Uh, but if you if you saw the writing on the wall and you knew that every market corrects eventually, um, right. and that twenty to thirty percent dips are the norm uh, in the long run, you were positioned for it, and and you have an opportunity to 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 come out of this better than you went into it. Um, yeah, that that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, and I think this is all the time where generosity and reaching out uh, i tell i tell people this is the time to build relations relational currency yeah. um mm -hmm. if you and this is time to um coin um to cash in on a relational relational current relationship currency relational currency that you've built over time when you need it yeah so the reason why you build relational currency or build that trust with people is in times like these if you if you're and uh, you find yourself on the other side in need so you can reach out to people uh, but also, 
I, I'm telling people, look, this is the time when you reach out to the family member you haven't talked to forever, the friend you haven't seen in years that you, you always told yourself, oh, I got to reach out and set up a time. This is the time to call that sibling you don't get along with, that coworker that you're annoyed by, because everybody is vulnerable and open to interaction right now. Yeah. And, you know, everybody understands, you give them a call and you say, hey, I know I've been talking to you in a while. I know that we have some things in the past, but I'm just calling to check in and make sure you're okay. That's all I'm calling for. Who wouldn't welcome that call, <laughs> right? And um, this is the time where you can rekindle relationships and build them. Like I loved Bob, Bob and Ann's idea of, hey, we're having dinner at home. Let's do Zoom dinners oh, together. Yeah, yeah. I loved that idea. I just took them up on that thing, you know? Nice. And so, you know, I could see, you know, could you see a restaurant uh, in some day after this creating virtual dinner restaurants? Like I'm just kind of imagining interesting where, where they've delivered the food to your house and they're actually curating a virtual experience for you and your, and the guests you want on that. That'd be interesting idea, you know? Um, Wasn't there a DJ who did a virtual event recently and had like, yeah, there was a virtual, I can't remember, someone was telling me about it uh, on my Friday call. They were talking about this DJ who put, who, who did a virtual concert with like (laughs) hundred thousand people. That's amazing. That's amazing. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah, I mean that could be done, right? That that should be able to be done. So, uh, well, guys, I'm losing power here on my computer, so <laughs> I'm gonna let, let you guys go here soon. But yeah, yeah. we're up to up into our hour, anyways. Uh, Andrew, thanks for hosting tonight and and making the call for some social interaction. That was great. Yeah. And thanks for dialing in. It's uh, it was great to chat with you and Bob. Always a pleasure to have you have you uh, join us. Um, thanks. And uh, like I said, everyone. Uh, it was, Great to connect again, and uh, we'll see you again next Friday. See you next Friday. Welcome, 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 welcome. Unicorn, unicorn. Join Andrew Wall, Hector Garcia, and Michael Lee. One mission, one rule. Make accounting fun. Welcome to Friday Night Live with Accountants. Are you ready? 